Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It was Buffalo winning this afternoon at home in a shootout 4-3 against the New Jersey Devils. Reed Wilkins with you, and I'm pleased to welcome to the Faceoff Show former coach in the National Hockey League and uh, a guy I'm sure many of you watched and listened to for years on Hockey Night in Canada. It is the one and only Harry Neal. Harry, welcome to the show. How are you doing, sir? Well, I'm doing pretty well, thanks. I appreciate the thought of putting me on the show. Usually when people call, they're taking me off the show. <laughs> well, you're on tonight, so thanks for doing that. And by the way, they're, they're running through, uh, they do a practice run of all the presentation and sound effects. So the goal horn, nobody's actually scored. It just all, <laughs> they, they just get it going here a little early. Let, let people know what you're up to these days, Harry. How's life? Well, I can't complain. Uh, nobody listens, but uh, I'm, I'm retired. I haven't done any any work uh, on the television for about four years now, and I finished up my career in Buffalo. So uh, I'm uh, I'm one of the better dog walkers because I take my dog for a walk on the weather's good, and I watch a lot of games on TV. And uh, I haven't lost a game in 25 years. Right, right, which is nice for sure. Did, I, I, you, so you're in Buffalo. Are you seeing a lot of uh, Sabres action? And if so, I'm sure a lot of people listening will want to know how Taylor Hall looks. Oh, he looks good. Uh, they they won today in a shootout, and uh, they've got they're off to a pretty good start. Uh, and Taylor Hall looks like he's going to be a good addition. They've got uh, some good young players. And uh, they've all marks played well in goal, and their defense is a little more reliable. And they've got two dangerous lines, no matter who they play with. And probably what they do need over the long haul is a little more toughness and checking in the third and fourth lines. Uh, sorry, I thought you were talking about the Oilers there for a second too. <laughs> That's something. Well, they're not off to a very good start. I, I I like the Oilers. I like watching them play. But uh, you know, when when your best players aren't your best players every night, and uh, that that nothing against them guys in Edmonton who qualify in that department, and they have to improve their goals against. It's not just the goaltending; it's the team. And until they do that, they're they're in a tough conference. Uh, the Canadian or Northern Conference is a, really a good one. And there are some teams that are going to be tough to catch for Edmonton. Yeah, they're already in a bit of a, a hole here. So if they can split with uh, with the Leafs, at least that would be something that a couple other clubs haven't been able to do for sure. Harry, uh, you know, I think for, for a lot of people, me included, you were uh, the voice, you and Bob Cole, the voice of Saturday night and, and playoff runs for the Oilers and Leafs and Canadians and all those teams over the year. The one thing I, I don't know about you, I mean, I, I sort of remember you coaching. What, what was the transition from coaching to broadcasting for you? Who got you into that? Well, when I got fired in Detroit, uh, it wasn't Hockey Night. Well, it was Hockey Night in Canada. They were they were going to lose their color commentator. I forget who it was. It was going to take a job. Maybe it was... Uh, I can't remember now. So they, when they were stuck with three games uh, after Christmas, uh, I got some games, and I guess they liked what they heard or saw, and uh, I I started uh, doing all those Saturday.
Saturday games and many of the playoff games and through two or three of the Olympics. And were you paired with Bob Cole right away? Uh, not every game, but mo- a lot of Saturday night games, they would bring Bob Cole into whatever game. So I did work a lot of games with Bob Cole, and I'm a, I'm a great admirer of him. He was a, a good broadcaster, well-prepared, and and uh, a good guy. And uh, I, when, I, when he retired or, or I left CBC to go to Buffalo, I really missed doing the games with Coley. Yeah, got to meet him uh, a couple of years ago, actually, when he came and did a game between the Oilers and the Flames. So I, I think it was one nothing though, which was a, a stark contrast to a lot of the games <laughs> you and Bob would have done together late 80s, early 90s. Well, he, he, he really could uh, give you some excitement in the game with his voice. And uh, he was one of those, uh, I don't know how he'd do it this in this current uh, uh, situation, but... Uh, he told me very early, maybe the, maybe not the first broadcast, but the second one, Harry, here's the rule. When the game's on, I talk. When the game stops, you talk. And every once in a while, I'd be telling a story or something, and I'd talk into the start of the game again, and he gave me a look, and I thought, one of these days, he's going to punch me right in the face. Now I notice that the color commentators, they're t- telling a story. Nothing wrong with the story, but a guy's on a breakaway. <laughs> <laughs> right, which is not the not the best timing for sure. Which of the uh, which of the old buildings did you like going into the most? I mean, obviously you would have come out here to Edmonton, Calgary a lot, Maple Leaf Gardens, Boston, the Forum. Uh, which did you have a favorite? Well, they were all good. Uh, some of the broadcast locations weren't as good in some rinks as others. Uh, the older rinks, Maple Leaf Gardens and the Montreal Forum, it was always nice to go in there because when I was growing up as a kid, I used to watch games. And, and then when I got to play junior hockey, we played the home games in, in uh, the Maple Leaf Gardens, and Montreal was in the league. So you had a chance not only to, to watch, see those great rinks but and broadcast from them, but to play in them. So... Off the top of my head, I would say of the older rinks, those two were uh, uh, a little better than most of the other ones. And now they're all pretty good. Uh, sometimes the broadcast facility is a little high. If the clouds come in, you can't see the game. But uh, most of them take good care of the broadcast crew, and I'm always was always happy about that. Harry Neal joining us tonight on the Faceoff Show as we get you ready for the Oilers and the Leafs. So you, you know, you've watched a ton of hockey. Would you watch games over the last couple of years and then think back to maybe 10 or 15 years ago? I'll put you on the spot here. What do you think the biggest change is is in the game? Is there anything you'd pinpoint? Well, I think the game now, and I, I don't know when I should say this started, but recently it's faster. Uh, it's not as physical. And there's not a spot on or two or three spots on every team for a guy who can fight, who can body check, who can intimidate. We don't see much of that anymore. And uh, so the game is a little smoother. And unless you uh, miss that old-time hockey, uh, that and the Oilers had that as well as some great players, and that's why they won as many cups as they did. And uh, now it's uh, more skilled, less uh, physical. Well, it's funny you should mention that because a, a listener sent me a clip of you last night uh, when the Oilers won the Stanley Cup in 1990, and Mark Messier handed the cup to the players who were scratched, and one of them was Dave Brown, and you had a great line. You said, usually Dave's throwing another guy over his head, not lifting the cup over his head. <laughs> 
the Oilers were a great team, and when I coached Vancouver, Gretzky came into the league, and so I, 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 I should take a little credit for the number of wins they got when they played us. And you know, when they talk about who were the three best players that you saw during your broadcast or coaching career, and they always say Gretzky, How. And Bobby Orr. That's if you, if you ask me today. Now tomorrow I might say Orr, Howe, and Gretzky. So those three guys were, in my opinion, and I had the chance to coach Gordy Howe, if you can imagine. And I watched, of course, Gretzky play a lot of games and Bobby Orr in my coaching and broadcasting career. And I don't know. You could argue there might be others that should be in that category, but those are my three favorites, and I can't put them in a, one specific order because the first thing I do, I think, yeah, what are you talking about? Bobby Orr's not number one, or you know what I mean? And Gretzky was a great player and really a good guy. And I remember when I played in a golf tournament with Gretzky, I said to him, Wayne, tell me the truth. Can you see out of your ears? And he looked at me and says, what do you mean, see out of your ears? I said, do you know how many times you come down the ice and pass the puck to Curry and you haven't even looked? And the pass is right on his stick and he's often in the clear. And he laughed. He said, well, I knew where he was all the time, but I didn't have the ability to see out of my ears. But that was a great compliment to a playmaker like Gretzky. Yeah, the, the, absolutely. And you coached the Canucks from, from 78 to 85. Um Though this is, and I'll get you to tell the story here. I, I was pretty young at the time, so I do vaguely remember it. But if you look at your coaching record, you have a regular season record of 75 games in 85, 80, 81, 82. Your postseason record is suspended. And, of course, the team went to the Stanley Cup final with Roger Nielsen. So what's the story of the suspension and then just keeping Roger behind the bench? Well, Roger was my assistant coach. And uh, Jake Milford, the general manager, was retiring at the end of that season and uh, they were going to make me the general manager and Roger was going to be the coach and I had, have known Roger for a long time and uh, before we, I, he coached on the same team that I was and uh, one game in Quebec City uh, and, and I don't know whether you've ever been in that old Quebec rink but there was no barrier that separated the, the, the team bench from the crowd and there was always this loudmouth guy who was about three or four seats over from the bench and about three rows up. And uh, Rosie Paymont had Tiger Williams pinned against the glass. And in those days, there was no side glass. You know what I mean? There was glass at the end of the rink, but there was no uh, that low glass. I often wondered why buy, a guy would buy season tickets and sit there when the as often as sticks or pucks come over, even well, Paymont had Tiger Williams who didn't need any help pinned against the glass, and this fan came down and whacked Tiger who was pushed against pushed against the uh, open against the boards. So I stepped two steps off the bench and drilled the guy, and uh, uh, I got suspended and four five games I think in the playoffs were just starting. And we won the first round, and we'd only lost one game in the second, and it was my turn to come back. And Jake Milford said, Harry, he said, uh, we're not going to make a change. You're the general manager now, and uh, Roger's going to coach. And Roger says, if I hadn't taken over, we wouldn't have made it to the finals. And I said, if I was coaching, we would have won. <laughs> of course, we were playing the New York Islanders, and that was their third Stanley Cup in four in a row. 
Yes, I think the first game went to uh, overtime. Might have been the closest the Canucks were to, yeah. to winning in that series. Was it game one or game three? It was one of them went to overtime anyway. Well, we played the first two games in Long Island, and I think we could have or should have won the first one. And then the second one, and then when they came out to Vancouver in those days, you played two home, two away, then you played one, one, and one, but went seven. And I think that the Islanders were told that, look, at if we beat Vancouver twice, we don't have to, we just have to come home. We don't have to go back out to Vancouver to win the Cup. So that was the most motivating speech that I heard. And their their players, a couple of them told me after that that was a, as much of a, a get-go in Game 4 as you could imagine. Yeah, for sure. Well, Harry, thanks for, for checking in and uh, we're allowing us to put you to work on a Saturday night again. <laughs> so hopefully you can sit well, back. Well, I do have one question for you. Yes. How do you like the uh, new wear the mask routine? Uh, well, I'm used to it at this point. I get to take it off while I broadcast. Uh, other than that, I, I guess I've, I've gotten used to it and trying to uh, yeah. trying to do what I can to keep other people safe. Why do you ask? Right. Well, anyway, that's a, that's a good idea. I'm not too happy with the mask because I can't tell you how many people told me that I'm better looking with my mask on than off. <laughs> Harry, you're the best, man. You always have the best lines. Thank you for connecting with our audience tonight. Enjoy the Oilers and the Leafs. I hope we can talk again. I'll be watching, and they better play well because the Leafs are playing as well as anybody. Yeah, absolutely. That is Harry Neal, one of the all-time greats in the game. He was telling you some coaching stories that, of course, uh, long time on Hockey Night in Canada. He and uh, he and Bob Cole, <laughs> I must have seen uh, and listened to them call hundreds of games over the years. Awesome for, for him to check in tonight.